your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM again. I'm Rick Solom in studio with me, Brad Patel. And he's coming on. I'm, I'm kind of using you, Brad, a little bit because I have another guest coming on in a couple of minutes, a, a comedian named, named Steve Hofstetter. He's going to be playing at the Cavalier on Wednesday, next week, Wednesday. And kind of a big deal, but you're kind of a big fan of his. And you're a person that former Riverfest board member who's dealt with big stars, but you're also a fan of his. So I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. It's uh it's interesting when being part of the Riverfest board for as long as I was and seeing all the big names that come through and and being able to like shake their hands and talk with them and it, I never once stuttered or was really starstruck and and I'm a country music fan so that's yep. a little bit strange there but then all of a sudden I get this this call from you saying like hey do you want to come on and talk to Steve Hofstadter and I was like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah that's funny because you're because you're more of a fan of of his and in not a country you're not a country music fan because I, I am I am a oh, big country are. music fan. Oh, man. but that doesn't that doesn't uh, affect you. No, because you told me a story before the show about how you big timed uh, somebody at the at, at Riverfest. Yeah. Um, in, in in a way when like if you said to me that you are a Harvard grad and I said to you like oh Harvard is that a community college here in town or what is that you know like <laughs> pretend that really pisses Harvard people off but you did this can you can you tell this story about big time and somebody at Riverfest yeah so so I was the beer tent director down there and during the afternoon we're relaxing in the shade we're getting ready for the, the big country act coming in and that night it was Morgan Wallen and I see this gentleman walk down the street and turn into the the back gates of the beer garden and I don't know who this guy is, but I'm like, well, he, you know, he he's in an us. off-limits place. Yeah, and he sees us. Uh, yeah, not not in the front where where everybody goes to drink, but in the back where you know the employees yeah. would be and where we load and unload coolers and whatnot. So anyway, this this gentleman just kind of saunters in, and and I look at him and I was like, okay, well, I'll get up and I'll talk to him. I'm like, Sorry, sir, this 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 area is off limits. And he goes, oh, I'm just going to going to the food area. I was like, oh, well, you kind of got to go around here. You're ready to kick him out. Yeah, and, and he goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm Morgan Wallen. And, and I just, my brain just boot-trapped, and I go, oh, you're the, you're the guy that's playing tonight? <laughs> and Morgan Wallen, like a big, huge crunch of music. Though. Yeah, yeah. And but like, did it click to you? Did you know the name at that time? So, like, it, it didn't click until, like, about five seconds after I Took said it, and I was like, oh, uh-oh. And then, you know, our entertainment director comes up from behind me and just says, nope, nope, Brad, I got this, like pushes me out of the way. And you're fired, Brad. (laughs) You're fired as a volunteer. It's Uh, pretty bad when you get fired as a volunteer. That's uh, why he's no longer on the board at Riverfest, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Maybe next year. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's set this up a little bit. Steve Hofstetter, a comedian, he's kind of got a shtick, right? Like if you, and you've seen a lot of his stand-up comedy, I've only yep. seen clips, but 
would, would you say he's just, does he go after Republicans or is he just liberal or how would you describe his comedy? So his comedy in general, he, he enjoys talking about the imbalance between the, the political parties and some of the injustices that get done behind it. Yeah. Um, and so like, he doesn't necessarily go after, well, political figures aside, he, he does like to go after some of the bigger political figures and expose their things that are not quite uh, in line with what they're saying. But as far as what a lot of people probably know him for is him owning hecklers where you know people will call out in the middle of his show, try to interrupt, try to make the show about them. And he's doing this crowd of, you know, I've, I've watched videos of him doing crowds of 30 up to him doing crowds of thousands. And these people yell out in the middle of the show. They try to interrupt the show. They try to break what you're doing. And for Steve, he tolerates it for a little bit because he, he realizes the show isn't about this one person. The show is about everybody who wanted to come see him perform. But do you think, because a lot of social media clips are, are of him going after hecklers. Right. Do you think that promotes the hecklers to kind of heckle? I feel so, like it does. Not a lot of comics do that. I don't think they, they show off their heckles. Right, but he actually did a bit on that where he talks about, sorry, it's not a bit on it. So at the end of every one of his shows, he does a Q&A. So instead of doing an encore, him and his supporting comedians come up on the stage and they let anybody in the audience Yeah, ask so when people go to the Cavalier, they probably write down some questions and, and turn them in. Something right. like that, right? No, not turn them in. It's just... Oh, you, just he'll take questions like, yeah. a, like in a classroom. Like any, in a classroom. any questions? Okay, yep, at the end of a class. Okay. point to you. And, okay. And so, yeah, and one of the questions was, do you feel like being who you are about heckling, do you feel like that causes more hecklers to come? And he's like, I don't know. If you thought that you could throw a good punch, would you challenge Mike Tyson? <laughs> right. And okay. So, so Brad's, Brad's exp- explaining what, what Steve does, and Steve's on the, on the phone now. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> we're, we're just talking about you, kind of behind your back, but on, on the radio here. Well, wow. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk. Very weird if you were talking in front of me while I was not there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. We're just gonna we're just gonna throw you live on air right now. So just to let you know, but you're coming to to Lacrosse next week. You're up in Canada touring right now. I I, I wonder, Steve, did you get any? Did you take advantage of any of the three, free health care? Have you gotten any surgeries, uh, anything like that, while you're up there? Before that, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me know I was on the air because I was about to unleash a string of F-bombs. So I really appreciate the heads up, as does the FCC. Um, That's what the F stands for. But anyway, uh, no, unfortunately, they don't let you just go and get health care. You can't just be like, hey, I'm Canadian. Uh, they, They know. There are tells. They ask you a bunch of hockey trivia, and they figure it out. Yeah, you got to get the accent down. Now, you're in lacrosse next week, Wednesday. I think you're in Madison the day before or after. And then you're in Minnesota. Now, I don't know if you talk a ton of politics, but you're kind of political. Do you want any of the rundown of what's happening in the Wisconsin or Minnesota political landscape? Because that's what we talk about every day here. Well, here's what I hate. I don't live there, and I already know what's been happening because that's how bad it is. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, we have something in common, because like you, when Joe Biden won the 2020 election, we had a political party create some fake electors, or, or, or have some fake electors try to certify the, the election for Donald Trump. You from Pennsylvania and us from Wisconsin, we have something in common, Steve. Well, yeah, but the, the reason that that scam didn't work is because to certify an election, you have to be able to read. <laughs> and, you know, that's, the, that, that's, what, that's what did him in. 
Yeah, go ahead, Brad. I'm guessing that's why the governor, you know, picked up the wrong envelope here to deliver to Pence that day. But yeah, our, our yeah. senator, uh, Ron Johnson, uh, one of your favorite senators, Ron Johnson, uh, did, did not deliver the fake electors, uh, electoral ballots and deliver them to Mike Pence on January 6th. Yeah, Ron Johnson. Remember when Ron Johnson promised he wasn't running and then he ran because he's a liar? Well, he's got to save the country, right. Steve. He's got to save the country. Oh, absolutely. And who better? to save the country than someone who inherited his wife's family business. The, the mark of a true businessman, being able to take a multi-million dollar business and end up building it into a multi-million dollar business. Uh, we're speaking with Steve Hofstetter. He's going to be performing at the Cavalier next week, Wednesday. He's a stand-up comic. He's up in Canada right now, but he'll be back. Uh, he's just heading down. You're heading down, down the, uh, the Wisconsin landscape, huh? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Edmonton right now, and uh, I'm just you know kind of stopping uh, at each place where there's a bunch of fires, and then eventually uh, eventually I'll head back down into uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. There was a thing that happened that was wild up here. We got we were driving through the mountains, and so there's only like one road, two lanes each way, and there's a really bad accident that like I mean like really bad, like clearly people were killed. And they shut the roads down, and we're just, you know, kind of stuck there for, like, three hours. And it's Canada, so everybody's kind of out of their cars talking to each other, just being nice. But then there's this one guy who was transporting a horse, and he goes over to the police who have shut down the roads, and he starts saying, like, I need to get by, I need to get by. And they're like, look, everybody needs to get by, but people die. And he just, the guy just goes, I have a horse. And the cops <laughs> are not impressed. And then he says it again. And by the way, this is like helicopters are parked on the highway. Like, this is, a, this is bad. And he just keeps saying, I have a horse, over and over again. And I really want to be like, look, buddy, you're the only one of us that doesn't need to move their car. Like, you have an escape route. Get on the damn horse and leave the rest of us alone. I mean, maybe it was one of the horses for what the Canadian, are they called the Mounties? Maybe it was one of, uh, he should have played that, he should have played that card, <laughs> no. right? He might not Meanwhile, have had his I red walked, coat. I mean, we were walking around. I walked right by the trailer. Horse is having a good time. He's just chilling. People are petting him. He's having a great time. This is a weird bit to have. I don't know if you're going to use this bit. Uh, you know, people died in a car accident comedy. It's a, it's a weird angle. Well, the, the people dying part isn't the funny part. It's the, it's the someone not taking that into account. That's the funny part. Like, yeah, I was in a, uh, I mean, depending on how dark we can go, <laughs> I, was, I was in a, uh, I was in a hotel in Bloomington, Indiana once. And over the course of the night, there were some bad tornadoes, you know, probably 20 miles away. So the sirens were going off. And I'm down at breakfast the next morning, and there's a guy complaining to the desk about the tornado sirens. <laughs> and the desk is like, uh, there's nothing we could do. That's a town thing. There were tornadoes. And the guy keeps being like, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she was trying to sleep. <laughs> and the desk, I mean, the desk attendant, to his credit, did everything he could to not hit this guy. But he was just like, yeah, I, I get it, but it was a tornado, and right. some people died, and, you know, the, the sirens go off to make sure everybody's safe. And the guy just kept complaining about how he and his daughter couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was like, what are you? I would love this to be in a Yelp review of the hotel. Yeah, this is a, this is a problem we kind of have with society. You know, if you yell at a waiter or something, it's like the waiter doesn't it does can't control that. And now in society, it's gotten to the point where we just shoot and kill that person. A basketball rolled into my yard, you're gonna die, kid. You cannot go get your basketball out of my yard. Yeah, it's so wild when I think of the amount of times because you know I grew up playing stickball in New York, and when I think of the amount of times I went into someone else's yard to go get a ball, or turned climbed a, under someone's car or whatever it was, right, turned like, around I in, a, in a drive. 
Yeah. I, I want to give you a couple of notes from what's happening in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Is that okay, like politically? Yeah, sure. So when you're, okay, so Minnesota's government flipped to all Democrats. So you can only imagine that nothing has gotten done. We legalized medical marijuana. We approved parent parental family leave. We approved free school lunches. So that's what Minnesota has done over the last couple of months as its entire government has flipped to Democrats. Just interject for a second yeah. and say that the problem is once you legalize marijuana, you have to have free school lunches. Because the the kids are going to be hungry because the parents are eating all the food. That's exactly the point. Legalized marijuana. I mean, Canada has it across the country. Do do you notice that at all? Oh, yeah, I notice that. There are are more dispensaries here than Starbucks. It's insane. And and even more Tim Hortons. But it's been interesting, you know, traveling around the country because, so I live in Pennsylvania where it is medically, medicinally legal, but not uh, recreationally. And even medicinally, gummies aren't legal. Because apparently the previous administrations in Pennsylvania thought that if you need marijuana, you can have it. You just can't make it fun right. so, you know, or, or taste good. So I think Pennsylvania is changing it soon. Like it's going to be on the ballot this year. But the, uh, it's been really interesting to see in different states because, like, Missouri just legalized it, and they have no idea what they're doing. Like in Illinois, right over the border – where it's been legal for a while, you go into a, you go into a dispensary and it looks like an Apple store. Yeah. And then in Missouri, you go into a dispensary and it looks like some guy's tie-dyed basement. Like it's still, <laughs> they have not caught up yet. It is wild to see. So I wonder how long it's going to take Minnesota to go from to, to go from basements to business because it, it takes a bit. Yeah, we can grow our own plants too starting August 1st. So I don't, I don't know what you need to do to grow your own plants, but uh, I like to grow plants. So I don't know if I'll just do it for fun. I don't really smoke weed, but... Okay, so moving to Wisconsin, we're, we're speaking with Steve Hofstetter. He's a comedian. And Brad, if you got to get in here, because I know you got some questions for him as well, but the Waukesha School District, so this is the district in the Milwaukee area, they just fired one of their mm-hmm. first grade teachers, kind of like statewide, a, a treasured teacher. She's won awards for teaching, however those awards are distributed. They fired her because she publicly criticized the district over pulling the song Rainbow Land, that like, Dolly Parton, Miley Cyrus song that talks about rainbows and, and being together. I don't yeah. know if you've heard that one yet. That's the national news, too, uh, that you're talking about, like, where the I Wisconsin did, news gets national. I did not hear that one, but the, the idea of, like, they've gone from, like, the right has gone from kind of scared to just terrified of everything. And, like, they, they will see a, a T-shirt with bright colors. And those be like, look at these rainbows, and be like, that's just, that's just a Viking shirt. That's just purple. So you just got to cover your kids' eyes because you don't want them to accidentally turn gay from seeing the color purple. Yeah, exactly. The uh, I mean, I can understand why a Wisconsin parent would be upset by a Viking shirt, but still, the reach of what is offensive it is so ridiculous. Especially because this is a party that calls everybody else snowflakes, and oh, you need your safe space, and it's like, well, apparently you can't walk into a Target without every shirt being made for you. So who needs a safe space there, buddy? Brad's sitting in the studio with me, and we're talking with Steve Hofstetter, who's going to be at the Cavs. So Brad was going to go to your show next week, Steve, but now a family matter has prevented him from going. I think the tic- he got front-row tickets, so the tickets are over $20. Um, he's going to take the Cavalier to court because they won't give him a refund. He's exercising his Seventh Amendment rights. He, he learned that from one of your stand-up bits. <laughs> Yeah, it is so wild to me. So for those who do not know, uh, in the Seventh Amendment, it says that every civil matter involving more than $20 has the right to go to full jury trial. 
which obviously that amendment has not been enforced in a century. <laughs> and it is so wild because, you know, I have a couple of videos about gun control, and people will always respond and say, well, the Second Amendment's the only one being attacked. And my go-to is like, first of all, the Seventh Amendment, definitely not, uh, not enforced. And second of all, if you're going to defend every amendment, what do you think of the 18th? And they never have a good answer for that one. Yeah, because nobody knows what the 18th Amendment is, or well, any of the amendments. The 18th was prohibition. Oh, okay. So, yeah, That's the, the one that lets me plead the fifth, right? <laughs> it's so funny when they'll say something like, every amendment is sacred. I'm like, the 21st Amendment literally says the 18th Amendment doesn't work anymore. Like, not every amendment is sacred. And the, the word is amendment. That means they right. can be amended. So when did you first start getting into, like, this is going to be the thing that I want to do as, as, as part of a stand-up comedy act and be a little bit political and then not be shy about it? I, I don't know. George Carlin is kind of this way. He's not, like, right or left. He's just kind of a anti-establishment, right? Well, no. Uh, Carlin, Carlin was definitely progressive. He didn't believe that the parties necessarily represented the people, which, you know, the more you travel, the more you realize that the left in America is the center or the right everywhere else. Well, I guess not everywhere else, but almost everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, North Korea, and they tend so, to throw people in the ocean when they vote not, not for the one guy on the ballot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's some exceptions. <laughs> um, but in most of Europe, our Democrats would be their right wing. And so it is hard to go, oh, well, I'm this party or I'm that party. But, you know, for me, I'm progressive. I've been outspokenly progressive since I was, you know, I wrote for, like, my school paper in middle school. And so every now and then, someone who doesn't really know my stuff will be like, oh, I liked you before you were political. I'm like, oh, when I was nine? You really enjoyed my comedy when I was nine? Yeah, it was weird. Was that's it, how long it Was it weird to get called a socialist in middle school? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I was taking socialist studies, so it helped. <laughs> and that's also the thing. Like, I'm not socialist. But, also, but, like, there are aspects of every system that we can learn from. And my favorite is when someone will call me a socialist, communist, fascist. And I'm like, that is, that does not work. That's like, that's like calling someone a, a Yankees Red Sox fan. Like, you just, you can't. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. I was looking at your, your following on social media, and this is probably, I mean, this is, this is kind of how everybody gets big, I think, across the, across the nation now, if, if you, you get a pretty good following. You've got about 500,000 followers on TikTok, 225,000 on Twitter, Instagram 170, Facebook 832,000 on, on Facebook, which is weird because I feel like, you know, the, the, the followers on Facebook are a little bit older, maybe a little bit more right. Maybe, the, maybe they're just mad at you. They, they hate follow you. But on Threads, Threads just started 24,000. And on Truth Social, you only have seven followers on Truth Social. I do not have a truth social. There <laughs> is pretending to be me on truth social. No, I'm just kidding. That is, I made that. Okay, I, totally I was like, that. no, it's, it's very possible because there's like, there, there, for a while there were like eight of me on Twitter, you know, because their verification system is garbage. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, the reason that Facebook popped is, you know, my YouTube is about that much too. And it's because I do a lot of video content and yep. just Facebook, you know, pushes a lot of video stuff. But also like Facebook has billions of members. So while... The average Facebook member is older, and the average Facebook member is more toward the right. Those that aren't are underserved. And so, you know, they, they enjoy pages like mine, and I appreciate that because that's how I can make a living. Now, you've been to, you've been to lacrosse before, right, Steve? You, um, do you... I have. I, did a show, I think I did a show at the school, or maybe I, I maybe did, you know, I did a show at the school, but also I think back in my, like, I'll play any hotel bar that'll give me $75 years. 
Tom, I'm pretty sure one of them was in lacrosse. Actually, Brad knows. Where did he go? Where yeah. was he? I'm pretty sure he was at UWL, and I'm pretty sure he played at Howie's. Oh, at Howie's. You were at UW lacrosse and at Howie's. Brad's a big fan of yours, so he knows. But he hasn't been to your show, so what he is, was. I, I say this with all due respect to Howie. What is Howie? Howie's is a, is a, is a bar, essentially, bar restaurant. Yeah, see? I was right. Yeah, yep. for, <laughs> similar similar to the Cavalier that you're going to going to be at next week. But I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Uh, have fun with your legalized marijuana in Canada. You can't do that in Minnesota yet. So just when you're coming down, just make sure you don't do that yet, August first. But thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah, Steve. Of course, we'll leave it. We'll leave it all at the border. Uh, you you have my my word, and and you're not allowed to lie on the radio. So <laughs> right, you know. yeah, that never happens. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, guys. That was Steve Hofstetter. He's going to be performing at the Cavalier Bar next week, Wednesday. And then he'll be in Madison like the day. I should just pull up his schedule, but like I, I, I have too many tabs open at this point. Um, it's after. It's after? Okay. Yep. So right after that, he'll be in Madison. And I think he's going to St. Cloud before. St. Cloud's the before show. This is before. That makes sense because he's coming down from Canada. I wanted to ask him if, he, if it's like a bus tour, if he drives or if he flies to all these places. But. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about that. We don't need him to explain how to be a comic, uh, comedian. He, uh, I'm sure he flies to a lot of his bigger shows that are just kind of one-off big shows, but then he does tour. I know one of his big projects that he was doing was, you know, kind of the whole rebuild, the minivan bus thing, and uh, tour bus. And so that was a project that he was working on during COVID. Um, I haven't seen much on that, but I've been, I've been watching more of the reels that he does versus his uh, updates on that and, and the stuff that he's doing with um, the Steel City Art Foundation. Too. Yeah, he's, he's doing some philanthropy, I would say, right? Right, right. So he, uh, you know, he got this idea of you know, being out there for the up-and-coming comedians, and he named the, the foundation after his father, um, the, the Martin Foundation. And basically the idea there was they were going to take money to help comedians that were, you know, up and coming and struggling. And when he had the opportunity to buy a church in Pennsylvania, um, there was an old abandoned church that had, you know, gotten decommissioned. They moved on or built a bigger building either way. So anyway, he bought that and started the Steel City Arts Foundation, which is basically for up and coming comedians, up and coming artists, basically just a way to get really, really involved with the community and start to build, um, build that, um, build the arts. And so, you know, they spent uh, a ton of money on it. They, uh, they went through and remodeled everything. And, you know, again, this is in the midst of COVID where, um, these comedians, like their jobs stopped. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's where you take the social media and try to get your, you know, like you do your comedy shows over social media, essentially. Right. And nobody really knew how to do that to start with. And so then he's like, well, I got this big building and you know, it's got all these, you know, confessionals. We'll just, we'll just put computers in there and you can type in, you can stream your show and you can stream your show to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. And, you know, it, would, it would be funny to do like stand-up comedy bits during COVID from a confessional because you got to be like, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm blocked away from from the virus. I'm in this little booth. <laughs> you got your little slider like, and here's my joke. <laughs> Damn, we should have brought that up to him. Uh, oh. It would have been would have been good. We got our own bits here. Anyway, we got to take a break. Brad uh, has got to do the news. Scott's comment before that. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. I can't 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. So, see, Brad, the light is out on my mic and not my mic. So, we the whole time it was fine. I didn't have right. to freak out at the beginning of the show. Go I got ahead. a little bit of my uh, on-air personality going for that. I got to, you know, use my radio voice that I practiced in college 20 years ago. And <laughs> Did you go to college for radio? I, uh, I took radio courses in college. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, so I spent two years in Platteville, um, you know, working on the minor. And, well, I got the minor in consumption and not uh, and now <laughs> what I should have done. But, you know, I got my act together a little bit once I got back to lacrosse. and. Well- well, I got a minor in history, and then when Steve brought up the 18th Amendment, I didn't know what it was. So, right. yeah. I don't know. Should I know what? Should I have known that the 18th Amendment pro, is prohibition? I I feel like that's one of one of like the you know the four that that should be easy to remember because you know he because it's about, goofy. It's, yeah, it's out. It's outlandish. And it was like it was a big deal, and then they undid it, and it's like you know one of the only amendments that they probably undid and Steve would probably I feel like correct. I didn't take constitution class. I just didn't. It's and, and it's anyway, uh we got a call. Is this Joe? Yes. Hey Joe, go ahead. You're on the air. So before when your guest made the comment, you know everybody laughs. Oh, Republicans have such a big problem about the clothes at Target. Anybody that's looked into it knows that the problem is is the symbolism they're using on these children's clothing is also shared with the satanic community. And also, if you look at the toddler's clothing, it's promoting gender affirmity for children under six. I think that's the huge problem. We don't need to bring this into toddler's clothes, whatever people's views are on it. What's, it what's, doesn't belong there, and I think that's the issue of canceling Target. Joe, what's gender affirmity? What do you mean by that? Well, they're trying to, they're trying to make it seem like a, child, a child who has no idea, hasn't even started going through puberty, plant the seed in their head that the gender they were born with uh, might not be the gender that they agree with. And I think that's way too young starting at that age to put children in clothing that so what, what that is that, what is, that. What does that look like in toddler clothing terms? It's the promotion of equality as long as, you know, the rainbows and the transgender and the stuff like that doesn't belong on a three-year-old's overalls or a onesie. So that stuff doesn't belong there. So you're saying, like, my daughter, four-year-old, she can't wear a shirt with a rainbow on it because... No, nobody said that. It's when you're using the rainbow to promote, you know, uh, rights of people who have sexual identity issues or don't feel it. You know, but, but, all Joe... this stuff is great and real. But it doesn't belong in children's clothing. Joe, you can what is that? Debate all day long about. Joe, what does that look like? What, like? But what gender, does that look like? In, to, but we don't need to affirm that in a six-year-old. But what does that look like on a shirt that's for a toddler? What does it look like? Well, I don't understand. They're using the rainbow flag, not in, not in, you know, the rainbow in accordance to uh, gay, LGBT, LGBTQ, whatever. I'm not trying to disparage them. But they're not using it just as a rainbow. They're using it as affirming for the LGBTQ or BTQ community, and that doesn't belong on a six-year-old's clothing. Nothing about gender affirmity, nothing about being equal because you're gay, nothing about heterosexuality, homosexuality, non-binary, nothing like that belongs on children's clothing. I don't care how you feel, but you do not be bringing children into this. All right. I appreciate the call. I still I'm not sure what it looks like on right. clothing. I mean, you have a four year old, so I had a four year old, and I got almost a two year old. And like you know, I could see if if the shirt was 
you know, a unicorn carrying a pride parade and on the back it says, you know, be yourself. <laughs> like, okay, I could see that, like, you know, somebody with the, with the standpoint of Joe, he might take that as something that's, you know, unacceptable. You're forcing your opinion on them. But, you know, just like he said, they don't know who they are yet. So in my views as a parent, and, you know, I'm going to admit that I'm a liberal person. I, I always have been. But on the other side, I like guns. I own guns. So, I mean, you can't shoehorn me into one thing. What if you had a unicorn carrying a pride parade and like a M60? Right. Like that's what the flag. flag was. And that's what I'm all about. Like, you know what? If you want to shoot your gun, shoot your guns. If also, you want to be gay, be gay. What does it matter? But like, if I'm going to put that on my daughter, the message that I'm going to tell her is like, I want you to be yourself. Like, I want you to look into who you are. And like, yeah, you, you say this to a four year old and what are they going to say? Like, I like bluey. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's the way that it goes. But like, you know, I don't think that I don't think that people are trying to be mutually exclusive by this. Like, oh, I have to force my daughter to be this. It's I want them to be in a world that they can grow up, that it's okay. And in my, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not super old. I'm in my 40s. But, like, you know, when we were growing up, I felt like, you know, it wasn't necessarily okay to be gay. It's like, you know, we went through the, the, the age of the military where it was don't ask, don't tell. So it's like, you can be gay, just don't tell me about it. I still feel a little weird. I have a pink shirt. I, f- I do feel a little weird when I put it on. If I go, if I go somewhere, I'm, I'm like, I am wearing a pink shirt right now. Yeah, one of the- But that's all, that's all been embedded in, in us. The op- this is kind of the right. opposite way of what Joe was talking about. We're, we've been embedded to, you know, you got a little pink on your shirt there, Brad. I don't know what you're doing. Right? No, it's just light red. I'm just going <laughs> to say it that way. But, right? So we've kind of been embedded, uh, indoctrinated, if you want to if you want to call it, the opposite way when we, when we grew up. Right. So, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Brad Patel hanging out with me for the rest of the hour because his uh, dinner date uh, fell through because his kid threw a tantrum. Huh? Right. And that'll, that'll <laughs> happen, but, you know. <laughs> Brad's Brad's like, hey, that's personal. Don't yeah. don't talk about that. But Brad, Brad works at Mayo, Mayo and IT, but he's been a former board member on Riverfest. Does Riverfest? They have comics at Riverfest, right? They have, yeah. but it's more more geared toward it's on the children's side, right? Is right. it a comic? I, I remember there being a comic there uh, a couple of weeks. Well, at Riverfest this year, yeah, at Riverfest they got um, you know the children section down there. I absolutely love, and I love it even more now that I have kids because we're able to bring the the kids in. They see comedy. They see. Um, they see the um, the oh I can't I couldn't think of the word a clown so the we have comedy acts clown acts we have all sorts of things down there for yeah the there's kids magicians too. and stuff there too yeah. and, and then you know as much as they love being on the kids stage um, in the in the past couple of years we've started pulling them into the into the new band shell and so then they're able to do some of their more adult humor their right. more adult um, like clown things and so it's kind of neat seeing. Adult clown man. things. <laughs> that sounds so evil. I know. And I, I just like, think the movie It. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. I mean, I feel like you, you got the big stage. I feel like instead of having you, you have the bands open at Riverfest. But before, right. instead of having like a, a band, an opening act be a band, you could have an opening act be a comic, and then the band comes on after that. I've, I've got ideas, Brad. Should I get on the board? Right. With, <laughs> I know that the Riverfest board is always looking for people. They're always looking for volunteers. Um, it's so it's so humbling to see the amount of people that come out to support um, not just Riverfest but any fest in the area. 
Um, if you've never been part of a board or part of a volunteer group for that, you never really know how much work goes into setting it up. But, you know, the, I, I can tell you firsthand that that Riverfest board, they're there two weeks before Fest, and then they're there for the week of Fest, and then, you know, tear down it. You walk by Riverfest Park the, the next day after Fest, and you're like, oh, man, they tore it down real quick. The only thing that's there is still tents. But, you know, there's, you know, there's three, four more days that goes by of, like, you know, getting all the equipment back to the owners right. and all the – Yeah, all it's the, tore down, then it's you got to put the stuff away. I mean right. – uh, John Holthouse, the Country Boom co-founder, was on with me yesterday uh, just talking about Country Boom starts. It's probably started right now, actually, and it goes on for the next couple of days. And uh, a lot of the people here at Midwest Family are volunteering down there, and KQ is a sponsor. Um, but, yeah, I was I was checking out their Facebook page, and, you know, a lot of their pictures up right now are just vol- – well, th- yesterday, anyway, were volunteers just working at putting that all that stuff up. And I was at the Iola Car Show uh, last week. And that's that's like a three day event, and it's all volunteers. So when we sell stuff at the Isle of the Car Show, where you come in and out of the gates, there, the same guy was sitting there in a chair for all three days for the whole day. Like this, like probably like sixty year old guy, and he's just got like his hat on and his sunglasses. He's just sitting out in the hot sun the whole day. So I know my mom said she brought him like water during the day because um, these volunteers just you got to give it up for them, right? And it's you know especially when the festivals are right in the heart of the summer. So, like, you know, you got Riverfest, you got Country Boom right around this time where, you know, I mean, the whole week of Riverfest, they were hitting record highs. And, you know, it's to to think of the, the people out there that are, you know, driving stakes into the ground that are moving around and even the vendors that, that come in to provide things. They're, right. they're in their food truck and, you know, it, if it's 100 degrees outside, it's got to be 120 yeah. in front of the grill. Of- what's what's worse, setting up and, get, and tearing down for Riverfest, do you think, or rotary lights? Oh, man, I loved rotary lights. Um, I was I was real active in rotary lights when I was with the lacrosse JCs, and we'd go and we'd set up. And for that, like, I love, love winter. Winter is my time when I come alive because I know I can always dress warm enough. Right. Like, I look at the temperature, oh, it's minus 30 outside. I might have to put gloves on Right. versus, like, <laughs> When I went out of the house to, to go down to Riverfest with my kids, I was like, well, how naked can we be before we get arrested at the right. park? Cold towel around the neck. It, it does wonders. It, it, I can't believe how, how well it works. Um, Kent's calling in. Kent, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Kent, you there? Kent is not there. All right, never mind. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Brad Patel's hanging out with me the rest of the hour. We just talked to Steve Hofstetter, a stand-up comedian. He's going to be performing at the Cavalier uh, kind of a big deal too, Brad. I mean, he's got like a billion. What did you say? The the numbers in the billions with uh oh, views, right? With his Facebook views, he's just about to two billion views on on Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's insane. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen into my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Brad Patel hanging out with me this hour. Uh, he, he's not going to get to go to Steve Hofstetter at the Cavalier next week, Wednesday. So I said, hey, come on in. Uh, you've had to deal with stars in the past, and and, uh, and and you're a big fan of his. So it was, I, I, was, I appreciate you coming in and just and, you know being able to like help me out with uh, you know Steve's. Because I've never seen his stand-up comedy, so I... I you know, it's kind of like having having an author on and talking about their newest book, but not reading the book. It's kind of like a, 
uh, well, if I can bring someone in that's read the book. But we we did this backwards because Steve called a little bit earlier. We got yammering and and uh, we I wanted to play this little clip before he had come on. But this is one. This is just a clip, and we 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 kind of made a joke about the Seventh Amendment, Brad, during the show. Um, here's here's the clip of uh, of Steve at a show talking about that Second Amendment. Second Amendment protects them as a right and not a privilege. And I'll give you that. I'll give you the Second Amendment. Defend the Second Amendment with all of your heart. If you also defend every other amendment or know what they say. <laughs> amendment people are hilarious. Freedom of speech, right to bear arms. I'm tired. Like what? <laughs> About the rest. There are so many. Like the Seventh Amendment. No one ever cares about the Seventh Amendment. Why doesn't anyone ever defend the Seventh Amendment? None of you even know what it says. Some of you are trying to think of it right now. You're like, is it plead the Fifth? No, that's the Fifth Amendment. The Seventh. The Seventh Amendment says that every civil matter involving more than $20 can go to full jury trial. Or maybe it doesn't. You don't know. My point is... Either amendments are sacred or they're not. All right. That, that, and you remind me, I've seen that clip before, but you reminded me before the show. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good one. And also, didn't know, I thought he was kidding about the Seventh Amendment when he, when he said the fake, well, what sounds right. like fake, but that's actually the Seventh Amendment. Right. And it, it's such a great bit because there's so many people out there that, that are like, oh, yeah, just like he says, they're so for the, the amendments. And then you, you kind of run through them in your head and you're like, well... Well, what's that one? And even on earlier when he was talking about the 18th Amendment, and we were like, you know, we both kind of stopped and we were looking at each other here and we're like, well, boy, I'm glad he can't see that. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But, you know, then he came to talk about prohibition. So Yeah, I can, I can completely agree that at, after one and two, I'm pretty dead on knowing my, my constitutional amendments. Yep. Um, and, and Hofstetter, he'll be at the Cavalier. It's a 7 p.m. show. I think doors open at 7 p.m. next week, Wednesday. Uh, show starts at 8. It's a two-hour show. So he, he'll do his bit, and then at the end, he does like a Q&A with his... And he has some opening acts, too, but he does like a Q&A with the three other people, right? Yeah, he, he typically has uh, three people, well, him and two other opening acts at his show. They each do a bit, and then they come to him. He closes out the show, and then as opposed to doing an encore, which he, uh, he realized pretty on early in his career that, you know, I can't really compete against the crowd that I just won over. Right. And so... He decided, you know what, I'm just going to get up on the stage. I'm going to pull my other comedians up with me, and we're just going to answer questions. So it's like you know, classroom style where he'll point out in the audience is, oh, you there in this, and you there in the, in the you know, unicorn pride shirt. <laughs> um, and you can ask whatever question you want. And if you jump out on his Facebook feed or YouTube feed, um, you can see it. he does a lot of the Q&As and just funny questions that yeah. get asked. That's that's kind of like the the genius of comedy too. When or you'll see the genius because not all comics are going to do that because they right. have their bits and that's and they rehearse them and they practice them and then they go to the shows and that's and they do the same show every time. Because I went and seen Seinfeld twice, I seen the same show twice because right. I went and I went oh this is the exact same show that I saw like probably like a year earlier. Uh, he just, you know, he did the circle around the nation, I guess. But when you do something that's kind of improv a little bit off the cuff, any question, anyone can ask any question. And then and then you'll see the comic genius in their ability to make it funny, right? Whatever it right. is. And they they interact with each other, which is something you also don't get to see. Like, how often would you, like, take 
you know, a couple of your favorite comedians and throw them on stage together and see how they interact. And you'll see it. You start to see some of the friendship that's going on between the comedians. And so it's it kind of makes you feel a little bit better about yourself knowing like, oh, these are people, too, that are just having fun together. They're they're joking around at the end of their show and showing you part of their life. Yeah. And you could check just just Google Steve Hofstetter. Uh, and and check out some of the clips. Some of the best clips too are when he, either himself or his other comics they try to answer a question, try to make it funny, and it totally isn't funny. And then you know, then they get ripped on by the other two comics because like, nope, that didn't. You know, they're like, no, that one didn't work. I guess I, I'm not a genius all the time. Yeah. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today. Tomorrow, UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chergoski. We're going to talk about the. At least the, I think it's in Thailand, the uh, cheeseburger with 70 slices of cheese. I know we're going to talk about that with political science professor. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.